episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater New The Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Let Your Freak Flag Fly, a musical I love is on Netflix, so while I'm stuck at home, I thought, why not have a little remote party and make my iconic family endure an underrated piece of musical theater? It's time to make Heidi Ho and Lindsay K. watch Shrek the Musical. Hello? Hello. Um, when was the last time the three of us um, interacted in this kind of format? Have we been in the same room in over a over a year, a year we, and haven't, a half. we haven't been together. Yeah. Long, long, long time. I send things uh, to the group chat every once in a while. Yeah, like, like gifts and random thoughts. Yeah. And well, well. Hopefully, we'll be able to do this, do this again when I'm back in the city. But for yeah. now, I'm stuck in New Jersey as I get try to get better because you know I now know what's wrong with me. Which is better than not knowing what's wrong. Correct. With you. Well, I still have to find out what the MRI said. That no, no one's called me about the MRI, so. Um, one one more thing. But. You and I may soon be on the same uh, nerve damage medication, by the way. Oh, fun! Yeah. Oh, this I. I yeah, I was gonna say, Hardy, aren't you feeling left out? Let's yeah, I'm so, I am I, Listen, I just started it's my. Um, I, I'm, I'm three days into it, and I'm already feeling a little t- more tired than I usually am. So. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like I. Oh. I oh. Yeah. That's not good. I'm tired all the time anyway. I don't need to make that any worse. But so far, the mood swings have not happened, so we're, we're good on that front. Love that. So far. I come with those already. I was going to say, like, the, this is the last thing either of you need to be on. Yeah, I don't need this. This sounds, sounds not up my alley. <laughs> well, listeners, um, I thought we should play, you should play a game as you listen to the podcast. This is inspired by Lindsay as she listened to um, the first Make You Watch Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga. Um, she said there should be a drinking game for every time I mention uh, Yaya Ding Dong. So we're going to elevate the game a little bit. So here are your rules if you would like to play along. You will take a drink anytime we reference another musical that is not Shrek the Musical. Yeah, that's going to happen a lot. Yep. You will drink anytime the word iconic is said. Oh, no. <laughs> and you will drink... Anytime I reference my personal life, and believe me, oh. with this musical, it'll happen often. Oh, so, oh, if you're drinking tall boys, if you're drinking tall boys, have five of them ready. I'm I'm gonna add one. Um, either take a sip or take a shot. Your choice if you want to die. Uh, anytime Michael or I mention a medical situation. Sure. Let me add that. So those are the rules. Get ready. Remember them. Write them down. Do whatever you need to do. But I'm excited to talk about this stupid little musical with you. Oh, I find it very underrated. Okay, yeah. It was very cute. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is cute. It's fun. And if you know Shrek the movie, you're definitely going to appreciate it because the references are there. There's yeah. just some new music in it. As, um, as uh, movies that have been made into musicals, it is one of the definitely one of the better. I agree. I think it just, it came out in like the wrong time. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How long did it run? Um, I will find that fact when we get to it in my cold hard facts. Oh, I know you have cold hard facts. Uh, 441 performances, I believe it was. So really, it was only about a year. That's really not uh, that long. That isn't that long. I really thought it was there for two or three. No, it seemed really like know. it would have been a staple for a minute. Like yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes, which mm-hmm. I find a lot of similarities to. Yeah, let, I want, let me let me pull up um, Rotten. Sorry, what yeah, year. Rotten. That's what it is. I mean, it's got Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, tomatoes the, but that's yeah. the scoring site. Yeah. Cold Hard Facts. going to pull up what musicals it was up against in that time, because I feel like that did play a... It was nominated um, for a lot of Tonys. It sure that. was. Oh, that was the year? Are you kidding? Okay. Which year? So this was would have been nominated. This would have been yeah, in the right? 63rd award, Tony Awards. Um, they lost the best musical um, in a category where they lost, also were losers with Rock of Ages, Next to Normal, and the ultimate winner was Billy Elliot. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. that year. Um, great year for musical theater. If anyone doesn't remember that Tony Awards, that is the one where they opened the show with that big old montage and Brett Michaels uh, got knocked out by the set piece. Nine to five was also that year, correct? Um, I believe nine to five was that year and they... um, Dolly in the opening with the cast. Yeah, they got shit because... You know what? I love that musical, so... That's an underrated musical. That's an underrated musical, but let's give you some... let's, Let's give you some cold hard facts here. Shrek the Musical cast included Brian Darcy James, Sutton Foster, Christopher Sieber, Daniel Breaker, and John Tartaglia. It is directed by Jason Moore, choreographed by Josh Prince. Music is by Janine Tesori and book and lyrics by David Lindsay Bear. So you got a pretty good team of um, big league Broadway stars and players to create this musical. Yeah. It was um, didn't run as long because it was expensive. That's an expensive list. It, it, it was an expensive list, and at the time, one of the most expensive musicals to ever run on Broadway. Um, it was originally released on November 8th, 2009, I believe. That was opening night. Um, what we do on the podcast for this is I always usually say what I think the movie we're watching is about, and then I reveal what the, according to Netflix, would be about. Um, so... What did you all think Shrek the Musical was about? Uh, I think it was about Shrek the movie making more money for a different portion of America. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was like Broadway trying to recycle more movies and they did it in a more successful way. Um, or it is about like, you know, accepting yourself for being different and not trying to be inauthentic to who you are, I guess, if we're thinking about themes. Right, it's, it's accepting yourself for being different, except um, having really skinny people play larger people and mm-hmm. accept themselves in the process. Yeah, I don't, I find it problematic when Sutton Foster says the line, I'm a fatty. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many feelings on that we're going to get into. Think about casting and everybody out there in the Broadway industry, and I feel the part could have gone to someone else. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, according to Netflix, the synopsis is the greatest fairy tale never told comes to life in this colorful, song filled, Tony Award winning Broadway production based on the hit movie. All there right. Yeah. So awesome. Netflix really grabbing your attention there to watch this flick. Um, but it's been on there for a while. It's one of the one, one films that's been on the Netflix for a couple years now. 
Really? Has it? Yeah, it's Ooh. been on there for a while. I've watched it a couple times. Now, see, Michael, when you suggested that we watch this one, I thought you were doing that because you know I have a Broadway HD account and I assumed either you had one as well or you had my password. I mean, yes, I do have that. Um, but uh, no, 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 this is on, this is Netflix. Netflix, yeah, Netflix owns it. Yeah. All right. Well, I have some jaw-dropping facts about the production that I want to share with you. Yay. Shrek the Musical is based on the 2001 DreamWorks animation film Shrek, along with elements of its sequels, Shrek 2, Shrek Forever After, and the 1990 book Shrek. The musical premiered in an out-of-town tryout at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle and played to generally favorable reviews. This cast included Brian Darcy James, Sutton Foster, Christopher Seaver, John Tartaglia, with Chester Gregory II as Donkey, and Keisha Lewis Evans solely as the dragon. During previews, Don't Let Me Go replaced a song called I Could Get Used to This, Make a Move replaced a song called Let Her In, and Build a, Mall, uh, Build a Wall was moved, cut, then replaced. Shrek began previews on November 8th, 2009, with an official opening night on December 14th, 2009. Brian Darcy James, Sutton Foster, Christopher Sieber, John Totale remained in their roles, with Daniel Breaker taking over the role as Donkey and a trio of ensemble members taking over the role of Dragon. Keisha Lewis Evans, who played Dragon in the Out of Town Tryouts, was originally um, offered an ensemble part, but politely declined. Oh, yeah. I'm a Believer was originally played as the audience left the theater, but was added to the score and sung by the entire company um, on October 2nd, 2010, I believe. Um, the production closed on, oh, no, I'm sorry, 2009 in the previews. The production closed on January 3rd, 2010, after 441 performances and 37 previews. At that time, it was one of the most expensive musicals to open on Broadway at an estimated $25 million, but failed to recoup its initial investment. The show was then extremely modified for the national tour. A single vocalist offstage sang the part of Dragon, while four puppeteers controlled the movements on stage with the song Forever replacing Donkey Pot Pie. So needless to say, the Dragon part never was solidified. Yeah, uh, I was like, how cool would it have been if you were an ensemble girl and you're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna get to do this rock trio. And then you looked at the lyrics and saw it was Donkey Pot Pie. Yeah. The Broadway production received 12 Drama Desk Award nominations, eight Tony Award nominations, including Best Musical and multiple acting nominations for Brian Darcy James, Sutton Foster, and Christopher Sieber. It did win a single Tony Award for Best Costume Design by Tim Hatley. A newly revised scaled-down version began performances in the West End at the Theater Royal Drury Lane on May 6, 2011. The show was nominated for a total of four awards at the 2012 Laurence Olivier Awards, including Best Musical, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Costume Design. Nigel Harmon, who played the role of Lord Farquaad, won the award for Best Performance in a Supporting Role. The London production was more successful as the show came to an end on February 24th, 2013, after 715 performances. So the Brits like Shrek more than the Americans. Well, also it was its last incarnation. Like they had time to figure out how to cut budget and- mm -hmm. And make a dragon fly. If you look at the videos from their production, wow. their dragon flies. The dragon was, there was questionable. So we were the out of town tryouts for the West End. <laughs> I yep. guess so. I'll take it. 
Um, yeah, so that th th those are your facts about Shrek the musical. A lot of facts. Lots right, of I, facts. I, I gotta circle back to the dragon for a second. Yeah. Because I think Heidi and I had similar reactions to the dragon in that we're like, this is not what it could be. Yeah, I was like, uh -huh. ooh. ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dragon was definitely the problematic part of the show, and it, they just never figured it out. I wanted it. I wanted it to be one like power player of a person, mm -hmm. you know, like give me a puppet, but then give me the face of, give me like one person really bringing it to life. Yeah, and the backup singers and dancers and all that, like phenomenal. Give me that too. Um, but I, I wanted like one solid person to be the dragon. Yeah. And well, that then you had to go to Seattle to see that version. And you know um, who who wants to go to Seattle to see Shrek? The people who have the money to make the Shrek happen there. Yeah. People who are already in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and just to bring things around, uh, Keisha um, was also in the musical um, uh, uh, The Drowsy Chaperone with Sutton Foster. So they oh, knew each really? other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. She played um, Trix, the aviatrix, um, the lesbian. Because... I don't know that musical, actually. Oh, it's so cute. It's so good. That was uh, written by the same man who wrote The Prom. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's great. Listen to all these Broadway facts I'm giving you, kids. You should be drunk soon. I know. You know so much, and we've referenced so many. And you know, so many. One at home, by the way. Well, we are going to start digesting the, 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 the musical, and we're going to go through the movie. Um, again, I have seen it multiple times. I saw it on the Broadway uh, I really am a big fan of it because it's just fun and lighthearted and it doesn't try to be anything else that it is. And it is exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a tribute to musical theater. It's a love letter. It just yeah. is doing something in a different form and uh, they, they, they do it full out. I love the costumes. I love the makeup work, all the prosthetics, uh, the Shrek get up yeah. had to be an experience. And also it was a great moment for a lot of different types of actors and voices to be seen yeah. with the exception of Fiona being like the typical Broadway superstar. They needed a name. They needed a name. They needed a name. I get it. But at but, least she wasn't typecast as the same role she's always playing being yeah. the 1920s flapper girl. Right. She was an ogre instead. She was an ogre. Now, in, well, in going with the remark that it was like a love letter to musical theater, a love letter to, you know, Broadway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we went ahead and wrote down a number of Broadway references. Good, so did I. Let's make sure we get them all. Oh, okay. beautiful. Okay, so uh, let's give everyone a second to line up their shot glasses. <laughs> well, let, let, well let, let, let's do it as we go through the movie. Um, okay. That that way they don't die so they can finish right. the podcast at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but we do open up with a very interesting shot of New York City because why not, right? This is where Broadway happens. Yeah, they, there, there's a bit of an overture, so you might as well show the audience coming into the little Broadway theater. Um, currently home to what? Uh, West Side Story. West Side Story should be there if we ever open up again. Ah, yes. That weird revival that people were not thrilled about. Yeah. Because, you know, um, racist. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, this, this show, and we'll get through it, is all about the stagecraft. This is a pr very expensive production and the things that they were able to pull off at that time really just didn't happen. And even it, like 12 years ago, that like it's crazy to think of, but some, that set was fucking incredible. A lot of moving pieces, a lot of yeah. moving pieces. 
So our opening song is Big Bright Beautiful World, um, and it starts off with Shrek's parents, and Shrek's parents are dicks. Yep. Yeah, I like Shrek's parents. <laughs> get it. Uh, um, as they were talking to, I'm going to say little Shrek, I don't know, big Shrek, Shrek yeah. seven-year-old Shrek. We like him. Um, I, until he turned around, I was questioning, is this a, a real like live actor thing or, actor, or is piece. it a set yeah. piece? And uh-huh. I hoped that I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's always fun when those kinds of things happen, but I guess that was a child actor who will have one more appearance in the, in the, in the show. Um, get his money's worth. There at the end. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big fan uh, overall of the show's openers and closers. I don't know what they were thinking. They're very mediocre. Everything in between, pretty good. I was kind of sold on the opening because it was different. I'm like, oh, yeah. The, you're giving us parents. You're giving us a little backstory. Mm. Giving us something different from the movie. Yeah. That I was okay with. It. I agree with you on the ending, though. A little lackluster. And then they're like, oh, we'll just do the, the thing. hit song. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm with you on that, Heidi. I agree. I I don't think the opening was like a massive, you know, caught my attention sort of thing. But it was cute and it gave me something I. I wanted and wasn't expecting. Yeah, um, the, the, there were some funny lines, obviously, like the whole point is to bring us into the world, but also to make yeah. us laugh. Um, obviously, like you'll make a friend or two, but not for you. And I agree, not for me either. It's also the theme of it kind exactly. of really puts the whole motion into it. Yep, and then, and then this is really the first time we're getting to see the set move and we love a turntable. Um, and, it, and ever since Les Mis, everyone's putting a fucking turntable on their Broadway stage. Um, uh, David, please put a turntable at Icon so we can have that for Iconic Season 4 um, because that would be amazing. A good way to shuffle uh, for social distancing, you know, you just yeah. put on it and then the turntable goes to the back and then there's one. Exactly. David, we're helping you out. We're helping you out here. In the words um, of Scott, well, 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 how the turntables. <laughs> um... But in this in this this sequence, one thing that that some people notice, some people may not notice, we get to see little Fiona on her way to be shoved in a tower. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, she is as as Shrek is going up the little stairs on the turntable. Her and her parents are walking along on the bottom of the, the stage, oh, and she cool. is being sent away as well. So, foreshadowing to a, a song later. Lots of things happening. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. Um, and then we get that reveal to the swamp. So cool. Mm-hmm. Outhouse. Yeah. There's an outhouse. It just opens up and it's fun. Um, one line that's, that stuck out to me is being liked is grossly overrated. Poor Shrek. I, I was like, that's, a, that's something that people should uh, take to heart a little more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously Shrek's big reveal is going to be funny. Ha ha, he punches his way out of the outhouse because the door is locked. Um, very, very cute, very cute. Then we get to what I think is the real opening number, but dramaturgically is not the opening number, but it's story of my life. And that is what the movie doesn't do, but brings us all the fairy tale creatures and makes them have an arc and a story and fun. Oh yes. Okay. Right. They all say that's the story of my life. I see. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, when they get there, they they start saying that um, it smells like butt uh, because Shrek farts a lot. Um, oh, I misheard that. I heard it smells like bud. 
no, no, it's butt. It's butt. I wish it was bud, but no, it's it's it's. Well, you are here. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, that's probably exactly why I heard that. <laughs> um, one of the big moments in this sequence is Pinocchio's nose growing. Cool mask. Cool mm-hmm. Very very cool. Um, I don't remember the the way. I, I believe he had like a button on his side that he was able to push that made it grow. And I just have to call attention to the the immense sexual tension going on between Pinocchio and that guard. And then the fact that like right then and there, his nose grew, it was too much for me. There are a lot of homosexual um, moments in this in this musical, obviously. Well, I've got a notebook full of notes on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love Story of My Life. I think it's a really fun song. Um, we get all of the fairy tale references as they're being referenced, we're also getting musical theater references. Yes. So you get the witch doing her Evita moment. Um, Mama Bear is doing Gypsy. Uh-huh. One thing, uh, well, the other big, big moment is the chorus line with the fairy tale creatures they uh, coming. They all, they all hit their, their pose. One thing um, in 2009 that I guess worked, not sure if it's as, 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 as safe to do now, is Big Bad Wolf is a tranny. Yep. They, he says they call him a tranny, yes. so I guess he could be referencing that it is derogatory, but no, it was a punchline and yeah. uh, I don't think it would fly. Yeah, so I feel like if this were ever to be revived, that would be one of the first that would be edits to be made. I also noticed that his character in the end, even though they give him like a great diva beautiful moment, he like lifts up his skirt like he's like showing off whatever's under there and I don't think that the private parts of people who choose to dress up however they wish to dress up should be a joke or a punchline. Right. Now, like, it, it, it's hard. It's weird for me because, like, I'm trying to think, like, where was I at this time? And, like, how how was the world? So the 2009, 2010, I would have just graduated uh, college. So I'm just starting out in the real world of, of theater. Um, it just wasn't a, a thing people really pushed down and, and said, no, that's not allowed. Right. It was very, very, very silent about it. People were making too many jokes. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, around that time I was at NYU, and it was one of those, like, you know, depending on the school of NYU you were in, the classes you were in, you would either have the, oh my god, that's so funny, or the, that's not okay, and anyone who said that's not okay was immediately hated. Exactly, yeah. Like, you would not get invited to parties anymore. It's true. Were there any other musical theater references that you caught within this song? We mostly clocked chorus line and gypsy. Yeah, I didn't catch the uh, that she she did the. Yeah, it was, it was just the, yeah, very, very 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 quick. Um, fun fact: uh, the woman who plays the elf, her name is Jen Cody. If you remember the Tony Awards from that year, um, she was the only one singing uh, "Welcome to Duloc" at the beginning because they fucked up the mics um, of that song, and then they fixed it. But Jen Cody is married to. Hunter Foster, who is Sutton Foster's sister. So Jen Cody is in a musical with her sister-in-law. Oh. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those, she's the one, she's the very, very tiny one. She gets picked up by Parkwa later. It's really funny. Um, I always want to listen to it and, and, and watch it. I never re- understood why. Like, why Why were they making the pigs German? And then they said, oh, they'll make them bratwurst. And I was like, that's funny. Well, weren't they German um, in the movie? Were they? I think so. It's been a long time since I've seen the first, the original movie. Very possible. Very well, you know, possible. Why not have a pig in later hosting if you can? Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. 
um, I'm gonna remember you said that. <laughs> I have a glandular condition as the reason why Pinocchio's nose grows. Funny, it's very funny. Well, you know, as, as someone with a glandular condition, I can enjoy and appreciate that. That's what, again, like even the, uh, the source material, they threw in a lot of adult references that went right over the kids' heads. And even that's the musical, they, how, they kept them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's always how children's shows go. You have yeah. to entertain the people who are watching the children as well. Yeah. Um, then we are introduced to Daniel Breaker as Donkey. He did, I believe, not get a Tony nomination. And I remember being livid, being like, how the fuck? He was the best in the musical. Yeah, he was really Absolutely good. incredible. You cannot tell me he is not a drag queen in that role. Oh, fully. I mean, Don- Donkey is definitely yes. a character like that. Yeah, it's definitely Donkey a put on. part of the group, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he's very charismatic. He likes to sing songs to pass the time. Yep. He fucks a dragon. I was going to say, yeah, like, he seduces like, something that breathes fire. Yeah, we yeah. Had to do that. He's very much the bard of the group. Yeah. Um, oh, we, I, we, I forgot we missed one, 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 one moment. Um, uh, he, you can't call him a smart ass, so it was a smart bottom. Uh, that has a that has a very different connotation to us. Yeah, yeah. I was like um, smart bottom. Yes, I understand. It's smart top. That would be a. <laughs> Wait, there are smart bottoms. Where? Yeah, I was gonna say, weren't we just laughing at the mere concept of the smart bottom? I know, but I didn't want to insult bottoms. I assume a lot of them listen to Michael's podcast. Well, that's possibly, and we're, we're, we'll be we'll be discussing um, some bottoms very shortly as we discuss the song "Don't Let Me Go," which is my anthem. <laughs> it is a song that I've um, been a fan of for a very, very long time, but it feels very, very, very right now is the song that that's the song that I relate to, um, and like when. Yeah, and when Donkey goes, I need you, I need you, I need you like a hundred times, I feel like I may have said that to a certain person a couple hundred times recently. So I mean, I relate to that. literally offers to hide a body. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I've made that same offer to you many, many times. That is true. That, that, that is true. But I don't let me go is such a good song. Donkey gets all the jams, actually. Donkey has the best parts in the entire show. It's so true. And Fiona has good ones too. Fiona has yeah, yeah. Fiona. Shrek's the one who gets fucked over. The title character is like he's just there. I mean, oh, yeah. okay, it is great that Brian Darcy James got to get on stage, and everyone, anyone who who played Shrek, if he didn't play him the whole run, anyone who got to be up there and and showcase the voice and a more like stout, stronger man role that's comedic and like play with accents. Like, there's a lot of pluses to what the actor gets to do with the character. Yeah, but I think that his songs are. Uh, I don't know. They just didn't do it for me. And I think as an actor, maybe it was great that that he, that Brian got yeah. to do that or whoever got to do it as Shrek. Uh, but as an audience member, they did not resonate with me the same way some of the other. Is there, there, there's so much fun and joy in the other songs. His are so internalized and yeah. about being an ogre. It doesn't, it, it's hard it, to relate to it. What else would you do with him? You know, they give him a fart. Exactly. Moment, but... Exactly. Shrek very much is the straight man of the scene. Yeah. So the music has to relate. Um, but yeah, Don't Let Me Go is probably my top three songs of the musical. Of the musical? Yeah, very, very, very big fan of it. There actually um, may be somewhere on my computer of me um, singing to it uh, on karaoke. Oh, oh. You'll have to see my computer to find that. Okay. Okay. Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. 
Next up, we get to meet Lord Farquaad. And this is why this man won a Tony Award for best costume design because yep. the costume is done so well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's running around on his knees. Yes. The entire Broadway performance. And it is remarkable. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you can't even clock them, you know? No, yeah. because the, cape, the back, the, the cape is black. His bottom is all black, and all you yeah. see are those little very dangly black. legs. It's it was a very well done costume. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! And yeah. all the fairy tale characters mm -hmm. had great costumes. Absolutely, it's very colorful, and the the uh, the cast is changing from people that are in Duloc to people that are knights or skeletons or fairy tale creatures. So, uh, kudos to that man's costume. Exactly. So, in this introduction to Farquaad is also. Um, my brother's favorite part of the movie, we get to see Gingy, the gingerbread man. Yes. Um, and it's the whole not the buttons, not the uh, gumdrop buttons moment, which is one of the more iconic lines from the movie. Um, yes. I thought this was, again, very well done and a great puppet, great use of puppetry. Yeah, great use of puppetry. And if you didn't have that character, you would be really missing a, an essential element of the film. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very funny. Um, I I was a big fan of this moment, um, and then the whole Muffin Man moment. But don't you think that it probably comes off uh, the heels of this is John Tartaglia's next big thing? Probably after Avenue Q had won the Tony four or five years before, so they are probably trying to utilize puppetry in a in a, mm -hmm. in, in a well that would um. John Tartaglia is not Gingy. He does not play Gingy. No, he doesn't, but he is in. Right, right. Um, the, the, they were utilizing that kind of medium. I absolutely. Um, but it's the the actress, um, uh, Haven Burton, I believe, who plays the uh, fairy, fairy godmother. Yeah. Um, I believe that's who she plays, or one of the fairies. I think she says the fairy godmother. Um, yeah, because we'll, we'll, we'll see her actually hold the puppet during. Like, Awkward, but fine. Yeah. But speaking of John Tartaglia, um, he does have a second role in the in the show. Yes, he does. He plays the magic mirror. Oh, really? Yes, he does. So it. I I remember when the the musical came out because they made a huge deal about the technology of making this happen because that was all done live. He has um these balls on his face that are then shot out to the this camera. And so all the movement of the the magic mirror is his actual reactions. That's extremely impressive. Didn't yeah. You? Again, 2009, it's crazy to think that this was like the new thing for theater, but they advanced a lot of stagecraft with this musical. Um, so yeah. yes, that is John Tartaglia playing a second part in the show as Magic Mirror. Um, I thought it was that that whole second was funny with This Is Your Wife. Um, uh, and we'll circle back to that later on. But again, the projections, everything about the stagecraft of this show is kind of awesome. The, the scene is pretty big, it looks like. We're inside the, the, the castle. And then all of a sudden, the next scene is the backstory of Fiona. And everything goes away. And we have this floating tower just coming onto the stage. Again, the amount of money that it took to put this musical on. Yeah, fly everything out, and where did that come from? Yeah. Um, I know it's today is really about the set, um, but it's also um, another one of my anthems because it, I know it's today is going to be 
one day I'll get a boyfriend, right? It's a great song too. It it's is anticipation song. It's a great yeah. Uh, it's it, tales. Yeah, it, it's a great I want song. We cast uh three different people. As oh, good. Oh, good. Well, pages. yeah. We, go ahead. So, the the person who did the music for this was also the person who did the music for Fun Home, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Because so Janine Tesori then took this and then put it in Fun Home. Literally yeah. took this moment and put it in Fun Home. Because uh-huh. um, and the changing of the ages. Exactly. I remember seeing Fun Home and being like, "Bitch, I already saw you do this trick." But that's what she wanted to do. She's it's like, true. I it is I true. Telling a story from the same viewpoint, but mm-hmm. at different point in their life. Exactly. Also, let's not pretend that that's a new trick. Like, come on, we've all no, no, it's no, it's not. But for her, it's like we've seen you do it so recently. It's like and specifically done well. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel like if that's something we resonate so well within this musical, maybe she did a good thing and turned Mm -hmm. into. I mean, Fun Home is great. Oh yes, she obviously. Um, It's really interesting, like watching Shrek for the first time when it happened, and then going a couple years ahead to Fun Home. She definitely does have a very. specific sound and a specific feeling um when she writes her music and shrek was that like lean into musical theater so you had to kind of write a certain style so only some of those songs you see it's the nuances and everything fun home is just that exactly just um i'm going to say it right now a lot of people know this about me but i hate sutton foster oh that's so funny that you said that we watched this alongside someone who hates Sutton Foster. <laughs> I hate I Sutton Foster so much. Okay, yeah. There yeah. is there is literally, and I've said it many times before on the podcast, there is one role Sutton Foster would be perfect for. And but, that is Sally in A Nightmare Before Christmas because she is a fucking ragdoll. <laughs> she's like, she's a fucking ragdoll. She just flails around and she's rich. That, that, that is what Sutton Foster is. Can you and Scott just do like a special little segment where you hate Sutton Foster for like, yeah. It's also one of those things where I worked with her ex-husband and became, he was my secret Santa. So like, I love Christian Borrell. So I kind of have to also hate Sutton Foster. I know, I know. I've heard a lot of things. I know a lot of what happened after the fact, after he and I met, but (laughs) I love Christian Borrell. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I love him. I miss him. Um, but yeah, I know it's today is a great song, and I know there are a bunch of drag queens who have done, performed that song before. Yes. Um, uh, I believe Amanda Pork has done it, and then uh, the, her big gag is like she does um, Let's Get Loud into the green dress. I don't know. She did it for UDP. I've seen videos of it. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good drag song. It's a great drag song. So is the other funeral one that mm-hmm. got yeah. too. Like I've seen multiple girls do morning song or morning mm-hmm. person. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Fiona, adult Fiona, it's day 8,423. I'm fairly certain I got you beat, but who's counting? Who's keeping? <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain I was getting some stro- solid rent vibes there. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. Um, our next song we go to is Welcome to Duloc, oh, um, which is pulled straight from the movie. Um, very much a parody of It's a Small World and Disney in itself because DreamWorks at that time, Shrek was their big movie and they were the rival to Pixar and Disney. So they needed to make that dig. Um, they kept in the movie. Um, we love small penis jokes. Definitely got a lot of those. 
Now, in that scene especially, granted, all throughout, every time I saw Farquaad move, I mm -hmm. shuddered ever so slightly. But in that scene, it was particularly sensational. Yes. Oh, man. And that is where, for the first time, you see when he stands up uh, yes. to, to do these, like, sort of Farquaad jumping. Yeah. And, and you see... The climbing on the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is... It, yeah, the choreography is great here. Yeah. Um, uh, you see everything comes together because the set, the costumes, the choreography. Yeah. Christopher Sievers acting... Like mm -hmm. it is a true, I think that moment in and of itself is a tribute to musical theater. Yeah. Do you know the first time I ever saw Christopher Seaver in a role? Spam a lot. No, prior to that. I don't remember the name of the show, but it was the ABC family sitcom with the Olsen twins. He played the dad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go back in time for that one. I don't remember what it's called, but it was house he's like that's bob let me, let me no no hold on let me let me find it um it was abc family it was when they're probably like 13 14 because i think i'm the same age as them so after they did the diss track to elizabeth olsen mm -hmm. so you <laughs> lizzie yeah um we, are, we can't talk about elizabeth olsen because i have not watched wandavision and i know nothing about it so please no spoilers about wandavision if, if you okay. okay so what i will tell you about the two of a kind that's the show What's it called? Two of a kind. Two of a kind. Um, oh, debuted yeah. in uh, ninety eight to ninety nine. That's when they should have retired. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, what were you saying about Wandavision? What, what, what should I not We're know not about? Anything. I was just okay, okay. setting you up. For Michael, I'm joke. with you. I haven't seen Wandavision either. All I know is the memes have been everywhere, and I'm like, you're making me want to watch it, but I have a lot of work to do beforehand. Yeah, it's very easy to watch, mm -hmm. it, and it is uh, for somebody who loves. Um, television it is uh, exquisite. It is as much as Shrek would be a love letter to musical theater, WandaVision is a love letter to television. How it's now I am so far behind on MCU. How much do I need to know? Where, where are you on the MCU? Did you see Infinity War? No. Eh, they kind okay. of everything for you if you really okay. don't want to okay. watch it. I mean, it's I, not like, okay, it's not really a surprise because, like, I've always been a yeah. Marvel fan, so. Okay, well, one it's just yeah. a reworking of the same world. One thing that I wrote down, um, watching this movie now was obviously very different than watching it in 2009, but Farquaad is very Trumpian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like that now. Yeah. What yeah. if Donald Trump was inspired by Shrek? Oh, no. Maybe he was. I would think he'd be more inspired by the Shrek character, though. Well, but if, if he was, <laughs> if he had been inspired by Shrek, if he had really been inspired by Farquaad, I feel like we would have seen some better, like, pageant looks. Yeah, some better ties. Like, yeah. And, and coats. Yeah. Maybe. Like I mean, his hair was pretty shitty, too. Yeah. Yes, yes. But there are plenty of people with shitty hair. And, yeah. I mean, you don't have... You you aren't wrong. This is the kind of like educational level that he would be watching films. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Know. Yep. Hitting his giant red button for a diet Coke. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but with the song, uh, welcome to do lock and, and uh, that whole sequence, we did get a lot of references to Fosse and Chicago, uh -huh. um, which is always a, a joy for me. Another chorus line reference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, we see, Shrek and Donkey come in, and Donkey is decked out in souvenirs, which I thought was really cute and adorable. Um, but we learned that Shrek is about to go on a mission 
on a new quest to go rescue Fiona. Obviously, we're taking that straight from the film. I believe there was more of like a um, in the film, people were battling, and then all of a sudden, Shrek comes in, and they're like, "Oh, end the battle." Um, if you remember the uh, Tony Award performance. They cut this, they didn't do the full cut of the song. They just made it one full sequence. They added the dialogue in for um, the movie because we get one more musical theater reference in the second part of uh, What's Up, Duloc, which is the ode to Adele Dazeem with the defying gravity final note. Yeah. And I think he sounded better than she ever did. I think, did they do that? Is that what they did at the Tonys? They did. Yeah, yeah, not so. I thought I even um, remembered that. Yeah, but, but it's, that, it's all combined. It, yeah, it's combined in the for the Tonys, not here. Okay, yeah. I, I just thought that there was like a freak flag moment with like a huge flag, like Les Mis style that I thought I remembered and they did not. They, that was for the um, the opening sequence of the Tonys, but that's not actually in the musical as we saw. Okay, I see. Yes. Um, our next reference that we get is from the movie as well, but it's also in here. And a lot of people just don't, never really understood the um, ogres are like onions with layers moment. But that is a direct reference from Henrik Ibsen's Peer Gint. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from Peer Gint. Wow. I know that because I wrote an adaptation of Peer Gint that was in the Fringe Festival in 2016, 17, one of those years. Can't remember how long ago I did start to I did the beginning of the end. Yeah, um, that was a fun show. But yeah, Peer Gint is the is why uh, the Onion reference is in oh. the movie and the musical. Wow! Educate the kids. And now we're getting to talk about the next brilliant donkey song, which is the travel song. Yes, mm-hmm. the travel so song fun. The best. So much fun. What attracted you to this song? Um, there's a lot of character work with Donkey, just being able to ham it up. Mm-hmm. It's also like the song where you as a, if you're like trying to write this as a musical theater thing, you're like, well, how do I get them from being at one point where they hate each yeah. other to being able to work together? Well, I'll write a song about it. Exactly. So transition the relationship within the song three minutes later, now they're on the same team. It, it was such a f- smart idea for the writers to do this um, because it also allowed them to throw in little references here and there, those little cameos. Obviously, this is where we get to see Puss in Boots. Yes. Um, the cow jumps over the moon. Mm-hmm. The the play in the spoon. And then... Chasing them. Yeah. We get to see the Lion King. Yes, the Lion King reference. Yes. There's a green guy and a donkey. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very, very funny. Um, but one of my favorite lines of the uh, song is, you need a pal avenue. You need a, I need, you need I a pal, pal street. That's a Dragnet Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I need a Pal Avenue or Street is probably what I would use for my Dragnet. Drink up, everyone. Yep. There you go. Um, um, before we move on from that song, I have yeah. to point out that Scott clocked a reference. For those who do not know, Scott is Heidi's fiance, right? Yes. Um, so Scott clocked a reference that's like a Billy Joel situation going on, um, hence referencing moving out. Oh, what is it? Oh. Um, what was it? It's just how the song starts. It sounds very much oh. like a like a Billy Joel song. Oh, and interesting. Or that that like when Farquaad is dancing, it's very Gershwin. Scott was saying. It interesting. All, it's like that whole the whole style of that number kind of 
Lynch, or maybe it was one of the second Farquaad members, but yeah, so some other references the, that I didn't even think about just musically. Mm-hmm. What's it, up? What's up, Duloc is definitely more in the Fosse world, but yeah, I guess I think the other song, Ballad of Farquaad, definitely has those. Ballad of Farquaad, maybe was the yeah. one you were talking about. If you listen to that song, um, or the you know, Donkey Journey song, whatever, the travel uh, song, travel song, thank you. Um, the the Billy Joel song to listen to alongside it would be My Life. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it. It's yeah. not like we borrow music for other things, for other projects. That's how it works. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just a uh, reference. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting to the lava and the smoke, and that's where, again, we get to see the big budget that they got going on here. Did we? Um, did we? Did we? In this version? No. This I was... saw a lot of darkness and they were on a bridge <laughs> with close up. That shots. was the problem with the, 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 the filming of this is that they're trying to hide a lot of things behind the, um, the, the, the bridge and everything because that's when we're getting the big reveal of the dragon and everything. Yeah. So there's a lot of darkness and it doesn't really translate to film. Um, so this whole sequence, not great for the movie. I figured it um, might be better out in person. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Um, it's gotta be what them on the promenade in front of a scrim or something. It's just exactly them on. Um, the so obviously the song in on soundtrack is, is a lot shorter. We because there's dialogue in between, but it ends with "That'll do, donkey. That'll do," which is obviously the reference from That's Babe, um, and also from the movie. But we 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 alluded to it earlier. We'll talk about it now. The dragon sequence just never worked. Nope. It just did not work. Right when you hear the voices, you get really excited. Yeah. Donkey Pot Pie is such a filler song. There's no substance to it. Um, You have this like menacing sound. You get the three women and harmonizing. It's beautiful. And then Donkey's part comes in. You're like, I don't like it no more. They don't mesh. Mm -mm. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for the dog. And then we have the other ensemble girls are like the scales of the dragon and they turn around with, they look like petals. Because I was like, oh, that's a way to, I love how theater interprets things on stage. Yeah. You can't just like make a dragon all of a sudden, or can you? Yeah. The scale of them being able to move around like tails of a scale or something mm-hmm. gave it depth and movement. But I don't know, like, am, is, am I too much of a stickler that I didn't think? No, that- no, because I think everything about the musical is very cartoonish and big and and beautiful and and living in a cartoon world dragon lived in the theatrical world it was they they didn't live in the same style of theater so that's needed a bigger puppet yeah and which is what they do in london where they have four puppeteers like with the six and the dragons flying around and that's that's what it should have been even the puppet looks like the dragon from the movie as opposed to this one can we Google that? Can we see it online somewhere? Like yeah, a- it's, on, it's on YouTube. You can see um, the performance. Or at least the trailer, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Donkey Pop Pie, not a great song. Not, not a good one. Um, by this point, we see that Fiona has mastered the tambourine, and I too as well shall master the tambourine if it means that she will literally take any man, and I too shall take any twink. Um, just come to me. I will, I'm waiting for you. I know it's today. I know it's today. Just speaking of clarification point, though, she does not get a twink. All right. So, like, no, she doesn't. 
If you want to attract it's a, a cute twink, bear. you want to attract a twink, tambourine is not the way to do it. Okay, fine. You know what will do it? Hmm. Quarantwink. twink. Search for Michael's favorite twink. A new competition may be coming to the internet one day. Yes. Yes. I told, I told <laughs> Carrie Kerning about this the other day. She thought I was brilliant and said I should do it. So if Carrie Kerning says yes, I might do it. What do you, you think? Have Twinks have nothing it. else to do at home. Exactly. I know. And there, have, and there are a couple contenders. There, there are a couple contenders who I know someone was jealous of at some point. So maybe mm-hmm. they'll, they'll take over. Um, one of my favorite lines from Shrek. I'm like a crock... A, a crackpot magnet. Like Funny. Crackpot magma, magnet, yeah. And I am an unemotionally unavailable twink magnet. We're all magnets of some sort. We, of mag- we, we magnet something. Um, speaking of magnets, when I took my MRI, um, no one told me I needed to take my piercing out. Oh. And the lady oh. had to take my piercing out before I went in, and she dropped the ball, so I don't have a piercing right now. Oh no. Um, so I have to get a pierce uh, a new uh, ring before it closes up. Oh mm-hmm. no. I haven't taken it out in 13 years. Oh my it'll be God. fine. No, I know it'll be fine. It was just yesterday I was like uh, sitting yeah. and talking to my mom, and then usually like my default is like to play with the ring. I was like, there's nothing there. So that was that was funny. Could you imagine Bye. if I kept that in during the MRI? Um, all right. I have a I have a very fun quick side story about MRI. Yes. Yes, please. Okay, so when you get an MRI, they ask you if you have any metal anywhere in your body, right? Yes. Um, I always have a fun circle for that answer, which is, I don't really know. Um, (laughs) Why, Lindsay K? Why? It's because at one point, a drag queen whose name I won't reveal because bless her heart she does not know that she did this i don't even think she's a drag ring anymore well oh uh, no 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 there, there there was a video the other day i was like she exists she's live anyway she doesn't know that she did this she was very drunk i don't hold any hard feelings uh but i i took some pictures of her during a show i sent her the pictures and to show her gratitude she went to tip me a dollar and when i refused to accept she shoved it in my bra the unfortunate issue here was she was wearing very sharp stiletto nails uh, with very poorly adhered rhinestones. And when she went to put the dollar in my bra, she sliced open my skin. A rhinestone fell out and lodged itself into my body. Um, at the time, my health insurance wasn't, you know, I hadn't hit my deductible. I didn't really feel like going to the hospital to deal with this. So I cauterized some nail scissors and took care of it. Um, except, you know, <sighs> later some, some sparkly bits of metal were coming out of my body. And then, you know, a little bit later, more and more and more. And so finally I went into Planned Parenthood and I was like, Hey, so I have a lump in my breast, but it's not cancer. I'm 99% sure it's a little piece of a rhinestone. Um, and, uh, long story short, um, apparently the rhinestone broke down and just little, little metal fragments of the silver backing continue to exist there. And I have to explain this to the poor MRI tech every time I go in and say, I don't know if there's still metal left in there. Oh my God. How many drinks is this worth for the audience? <laughs> a full cocktail. Just finish a glass. <laughs> so we're getting to our next song, which is This Is How A Dream Comes True, which is Fiona being, oh my God, my prince is here. This is so exciting. This is how it's supposed to happen. And it's You're not happening. Yeah, it's not, it's not working out. 
this is another one of those move along songs that easily could have been dialogue 10 lines were in out done but it's Sutton Foster she needed new more music so they had to give her another song to sing um, again filler song this whole the whole dragon tower sequence way too long way too long it is yeah. she's working her ass off this whole musical though Sutton makes choices Sutton is acting okay you might she not like her but she is acting a lot more than some of these people are even capable of because they put so much prosthetics on their faces correct or or their or their bodies as we or will discuss bodies. about Sutton Foster's prosthetics on her bodies because we know yeah, she's they, a very very thin lady with not such a big rack okay um, we get to see this sequence of them trying to escape and leaving. And that is not Brian Darcy James doing a backflip and punching and kicking. That is the body double. So we have decided for season four of Iconic that I'm going to get a body double to do backflips and uh, cartwheels and kick people during the fight sequence. And yeah. it's going to be Jax. Yeah. Congratulations, so Jax. That's one of the perks of winning season three. Iconic <laughs> is being Heidi stunt double for season four, mm-hmm. which probably won't happen for several years anyway. Yeah. But I just think it'll be funny because we're different heights and we look mm-hmm. nothing alike. Our aesthetics are completely different. So it'll be very obvious when another person comes out in an outfit that's supposed to look like mine. Now, if, <laughs> if Jax declines the role, it doesn't then go to the runner up or the previous season's winner. It actually automatically goes to Viva Vidalia. Yes. Um, great. Wonderful. Great option as well. Yeah. So, you know, Viva, I'm, I know that we haven't discussed this, but just so you know, it's, it's contractually obligated to yeah. be you. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. She's like, I've never even judged Iconic. <laughs> she did. She judged she did. the women. She did, she did the women. She was part, she's, she's part of the fam. She's, 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 she's there. She's now official stunt double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really do imagine when I finally meet my quote-unquote Prince Charming, this is how it's going to be because I have like, like my dreams of how it's supposed to go. But clearly, it's not going to happen. As, I mean, the song's like, a great so. metaphor for like shattering expectations. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, and my favorite, especially parallel to you, is that every time uh, Fiona has some sort of a moment where she's then asserting like the, you know, this is not how I wanted it to be, or or you know, fast forward a scene or two, and she needs to have her her place to stay, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, all I can hear is just that, like Willy Wonka. I said good day. Yep. You know, yep. it's, that's it. It's just good day, sir. Yeah, just just like when she says you're an ogre, and he responds, "You're expecting Prince Charming," is probably what was going through someone's head when they saw me for the first time. Oh, I said good day. You, I want you all to drink, so get drunk. This podcast is always better when you're drunk. Is it? I think yeah. So, so most of the time, most of the time. I think we're um, past the Yaga Ding Dong count at this point. Oh, fully. Absolutely. I, I was very disappointed when you told me that number because I thought I had a lot more in me. Do you remember it was like 20? I think you said 24 or something. A lot of mentions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, need, I needed more. I needed more. The beginning of the movie. Yeah. And at the end. And the end. And the end. Um, Fiona is freaking out because it's almost sunset and she's about to greenify, which is a, a term that we hear in the musical Wicked. <laughs> Um, the big Fiona Ogre reveal number one does not happen before our eyes. Yep. Fine. There are multiple versions of this whole turn Sutton Foster into an ogre. And I don't know why I personally didn't like any of them because you could see right through all of the, the, um, 
Um, yeah, give me yeah. the details on that because it was it was definitely no Beauty and the Beast, Beast into the Prince. No. So I um, a fun a fun anecdote about musical theater. Um, when I was in college, um, me and a blonde twink uh, went to go see Phantom of the Opera, um, and it was it was years after I had seen it for the first time, and I think we rushed it or something. It was cheap tickets, and we're it's the Phantom of the Opera mu- song uh, sequence when he's leading her down to the um, to the waterway and the, the yeah. And candles are coming up, and I clocked the body doubles because there are two sets of body doubles because they can't be going all around that yeah, set. Here and then they go here and then they're there. Those are body. They're the they're body doubles. I cracked up laughing. I was laughing through this entire sequence. People were turning around asking me to shut up. I thought it was just so funny because as a theater person, like in school for theater, you see things you're not supposed to see that the average person is never going to clock a mile away. So this is how I felt about all of the Fiona moments. Okay. Well, it didn't yeah. help that the body doubles in that performance Phantom were Jackson, Law and Order. <laughs> true, that's very true, that's very true. Um, it was Christine and Jax was the Phantom. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> I was gonna so, I know you are. <laughs> again, we're trying to make the adults laugh and, and, and get references. I, we do have a Budweiser reference where um, Donkey wants to be one of those, um, the Budweiser. Uh, yeah. Um, then we're getting to our final song of the act, Who I'd Be. Mediocre. It, it's, it's, it's hard because the tone of this moment, is, is this is the right point to end the act, but it's, the, the tone is kind of dark and sad because she's trying to push herself away. He's trying to figure out who he is, blah, 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 blah. So the song, Who I'd Be, yeah, it has some really beautiful musical moments. We get that trio. She gets to sing part of um, I Know What's Today in it. Doesn't do it for me. Doesn't work. It is a weird place to leave an act, you know, usually mm-hmm. at a much higher yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but it's it's there to go let the audience out and buy some merchandise. Yeah. And if anyone wants to get the line for the bathroom first it's a perfect song to end the act mm-hmm. exactly exactly okay to open act two we get a little bit of the song morning mood um if, if you're not familiar that is also from pierre gint but this the act two opener is actually a good opener it's morning person it's a great song. It really picks up the place exactly where you want it to be. Yeah, it is. It used to be one of my alarm clocks that I used to wake up in the morning because um, I thought it was a, a really cute song. Um, I will tell you all now, I will give you this advice, a song to two songs not to use as an alarm clock to wake up in the morning. One is 911 by Lady Gaga. Okay. okay. It just it is loud and really startling. The other is loud and startling, um, UK Hun. Don't open, don't wake up to that song because all you hear is bing, bing, bong, and you're like, what? That would not be what my choices would be for a morning alarm. No, no. I have pretty strict no using songs as a morning alarm because then I just hate those songs. That used to be me in college. My room, one of my roommates used to play um, Weezer as their alarm clock. And I used to like Weezer. I don't like Weezer anymore. Yeah. Because he would snooze. And yeah. snooze, 
and snooze. So I heard a lot of Weezer every fucking morning. But Morning Person, very, very, very good song. My Um, association with Morning Person is actually with your roommate, Sherry Poppins. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's uh, Cherry with a C, not Sherry with an S, and so on and so forth. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Because uh, she was doing that drag competition at uh, the Metropolitan Room. The name escapes me right now. Ultimate America's drag- is uh, New York City's next top drag queen. That's yeah, the one. That. Um, that's where I met her. I don't recall if she was doing this number for that or if it was immediately after that and she was putting it together for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wanted my help with that. And so uh, we, we worked together on her rehearsing that number and I had never heard it prior to that. And so now all I can think of is Cherry Poppins singing Morning Person and tapping uh, during that Sutton tap break. Yeah. The tap um, is lovely. Yes. Well, before we, we get to that, um, so we, we had like a little group chat going as we were watching, just to throw some things out there. And Heidi said that Fiona Ogre change was mad fast. And I was like, no, no, we're in act two. This is act two. I didn't realize you meant prior to that. Yeah, she goes to the cave and they talk a little bit and not even sing a full song. And then all of a sudden she's green and whatever. But right. I see that they were doing some things with that. Yeah. There was a screen um, there. There was some lighting effects. They just put oh, it was like, just whatever. Cr- it was, yeah. What, they yeah. stuck whatever they could to her face for a second. Exactly. But morning person. Um, we get to see Fiona. She is not Cinderella. She cannot make the bird sing with her because she made the bird implode, which I thought was very funny. The inflatable deer. Yeah. Very funny bit. Um, I hate rodents, but if you're a tap dancing rodent, I'm going to love you. I this love was funny. Tactics. This was really, really well done. Yeah. I um, think that was just such a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. That the dance so break fun. is very reminiscent of Sweet Charity which is a role that Sutton Foster will play a couple years later and do terribly in. Um, they, really? they did they did the a revival uh, with the new group that I reviewed. So if you go to my website, theaterthenow.com and look at my review for, um, the, I believe it was the new group's uh, Sweet Charity, they tried to make it not musical comedy, but a serious version. Just Doesn't like translate. Like sad show. Cherry like when they did Big Spender, yeah. it was literally a cattle call because every all the women in the song had tags with numbers on it and men picking them. It was it was gross. Like give me the musical fun happiness of that show, not what that show was. But I digress. She Sutton Foster plays many of those weird roles, but she's a great dancer. She this is what she does. That she was. Um, Part of that ensemble it, she was not being outshined she was part of it and even when the the rat shoes are removed and we get the the reveal of like the that. people as yeah the full rats it was really fun and cute and i really think it's a fun moment in the show i love i love a tap number in yeah. broadway yeah you're gonna do what this show is which is just classic broadway uh it needs that tap moment and it was well done i really liked it. exactly and then shrek and donkey see what happened and they ask um if she had one of those funny little mushrooms by the stream and I would love a funny little mushroom sometimes. So. They can help. Yeah. They're good pain relief. They're, they're fun. They're fun. Um, and then um, the line Shrek says, do you often frolic with rats? I believe is code for do you hang out in Brooklyn? <laughs> so harsh. Todd. I insulted a lot of people, but you know, that's, I gotta, I gotta bring some jokes here. I gotta bring some jokes. 
Um, what, Michael, I'm sorry, but can you really say that when you're sitting there in New Jersey? Hey, hey. Yeah, what we have, we have call? some wonderful housewives here in New Jersey. Yeah, they, the team Jackie. Team Jackie, Teresa was fucking wrong, that bitch. I would like it to know that the views of Heidi Ho do not align with the views of Michael Bradley Block spoken on this podcast. Apologies, apologies. Um, our next song that we get is um, I Think I Got You Beat, which mm. I also call the fart song. Yeah, I didn't know that's what was going to happen. I was like, oh. oh, Lindsay, this is a really good song. Why don't we ever hear this song? We hear all the other Fiona songs. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a duet. That's probably why. And then it, and then it was farting. All right, so I have farting. two notes on this one. Uh, actually, three, including the, why don't we hear this more? Oh. oh. Um, the first note was, this is just immediately, it's I Should Tell You from Red. Sure, yes. Yep. What that is. And then uh, there was a moment during the fart off where Fiona lifts her leg in a way that like with the sound it makes, like, is that a queef moment? <laughs> did she Did she give us a queef? Uh, and that, that gives me a whole, um, you know, again, like another tangent, but it's a much shorter one. My uh, cousin had a roommate um, in college whose name was Fiona, who had the nickname Fifi Queefy for Oops. reasons I'm sure you can imagine. Oopsie. So that's, it just brought that to mind. So who had it worse, Fifi Queefy, Fiona, or Shrek? I mean, I'm... Fifi Queefy. <laughs> Did she know? I, I don't know. Um, the, the other thing hey. that... <laughs> yeah, the name. The other thing that this song made me realize is parental issues bring lovers together. Oh, no. Okay. Because they both um, had um, that moment, and then they were close together and almost kissed. So it was the parental moment um, brought is what brought them together. Thank God their parents neglected them. Yeah. Now they can find um, each other. Well, and I guess I, that's a perfect segue into the next number, which is oh, yeah. the song. <laughs> well, so exactly. But I remember that um, they did perform, I think I got you beat on live with Kelly and whoever her co-host was at that time. And I just remember it like, being like nine o'clock in the morning and they're just fucking farting for Broadway week. Um, but I think the show had been open for a while. So it was not like they were, trying to get people there yeah people knew already but yes far quad we see in a bubble bath which first of all the feet the feet (laughs) (laughs) you know i am i am a bath connoisseur michael i know you are as well i am when i see a bath i'm immediately envious and i want to jump in that bath not that one not that one nope nope it looked deep and round though and i I love a good deep bath that's all i want in life but uh just seeing those feet i'm good yeah, those feet were scary. Yeah, but Farquaad had 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 servants doing things for him. I once had a twink offer to feed me grapes when I was injured. That's the not very, very Grecian. See, yep. meanwhile, I have the opposite problem in baths. I take a bath and people ask me to do things for them while I'm in the bath. Sorry. Shout out to Adriana Trenta. Yes, I did shave your back from the bathtub. I just really <laughs> wanted you to feed me those grapes, Lindsay. You know, and also shout out to Wendy Waxwood. We're not going to discuss you also that. Her back. <laughs> um, so Farquaad is definitely a homo because the line, mirror please, very funny, very, very funny. Yeah, please. Um, but yes, let's discuss and dissect the ballad of Farquaad. Um, the song is about his dad being grumpy, uh, the name and the, the mood. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. 
earlier in the musical, we got to see um, This Is Your Wife, a segment where we got to find out who his bride is going to be. One of the options was Snow White. <gasps> How does this tie together then? Oh. So are we saying that Grumpy and Snow White, and he could have also had Snow White? I don't get it. They're friends. Think, she is a surgical question okay. here, friends. He is a destitute. They're all poor. And she's a princess who's run away. So. Well, yeah, to be fair, she didn't like get with Grumpy. Yeah, they were we, just. Not, like, we, don't, we don't know that. We don't, we, we, we don't know that. Are you saying that the dwarves are running train on Snow White in this version? Which <sighs> is probably true. Um, and that's, that's fine. That's all well and good. But, you know, I, I'm just throwing it out there. She's not Farquaad's mom. Right. That no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Snow White would have gotten with daddy and son, potentially. Potentially. You know, a lot. it doesn't fall far from the tree, if you know what I mean. Uh -huh. Yeah. Poison or not. Oh, God. The poison apple doesn't but, fall far from the tree. I hate you. Just don't make any cherry pies with that apple. Oh. <laughs> Oh. This song is really cute. I mean, it's definitely a fun moment for Farquaad. Um, the, the musical stylings go all over the place. We get these dark moments and these happy, fun, frolicking moments as he's designing what his wedding is going to be. And that's yeah. when I said, how many times do you think Felonius and Farquaad have done it? Mm -hmm. I think it's this, uh, this un unrequited love and acted on feeling because he doesn't want to overstep his status uh -huh. And Farquaad is just, uh, I mean, he will, it, yeah, but Farquaad is too embarrassed about his size to actually yes, any that's fair. To ask anyone to do anything with him. I feel, but, like yeah. a, I feel like it's a blackout drunk thing. Like it happens when, okay. when Farquaad is blackout drunk and Thelonious is like- Also blackout drunk? No, he's drunk, but like still has some memories of it and mm -hmm. doesn't know if Farquaad does or not. And he never speaks about it. Because, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the vibe I'm getting there. I get this, I see yeah. this. And that's I'm that's sure the sequel. That's the sequel. Well, actually, we sure. pick four, my lord. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's pick not four. a four. I'm your four. <laughs> um, I just wanted to call out and question the amount of physical therapy Christopher Sieber needed to do for this role. Oh, I'm sure oh it was insane. God. I want to ask him right now. How is your body, sir? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, you know how we mentioned the prom earlier? Well, Christopher yeah. Sieber was in the prom too. The the, oh. the Broadway version. He was, he, he, was, he was replaced in the movie version by Andrew Rannells. Oh. oh. Mm -hmm. What? They went, a little, they went a little bit younger for that role. Yeah, okay. And also, I didn't get that character, so. Well. Not the prom was mediocre. We're not, I'm not making anyone watch The Prom with me for this podcast. Okay. I'll save y'all for that. I, I Cats, though. It. Maybe I'll do Cats. That would be a fun podcast. No, do don't do it. it. Don't make anyone oh. watch Cats. I made my daughter, Aria, dare to watch Cats and she's never going to forgive me. Well, did you also- She's traumatized. You got Rebel watch... Wilson unzips her own cat fur. <laughs> and you will find yourself uncomfortably attracted to Idris Elba as a cat. I saw it in theaters and I had an edible beforehand. And that makes you have a lot of questions for that movie. So that's kind of why I would want to watch it again for the podcast. Yeah. Also with an edible. Next song we get is Make a Move which basically is what I didn't do between October 2019 until well into quarantine. Take a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but some ice. yeah, we had a fun moment here where Donkey gets to do this really awesome song, gets to really sing out and have fun. 
but he got three backup girls called mm-hmm. the three blind mice straight from his imagination and they are the dream girls yes i love that problematic moment where they pull out the canes and pretend to be blind and also are doing choreography oh. for me <laughs> i would be living but then also um would probably be canceled for enjoying that moment i feel well, like so i'm i'm not visually impaired fully i do have a visual impairment in the sense that i've got a you know tumor growing on my optic nerve that you know like causes me to go blind from time to time so while i feel like i don't get to claim ownership of laughing at visual impairment jokes i am i find this hilarious (laughs) (laughs) well it's 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 really interesting because time wise this would have been this would have come out around the same time as a movie uh, musical that Lindsay and I watched the Toxic Avenger, which yes. there is fully a character who is blind, and the entire movie, the whole joke is about her being blind and, and not knowing Dang what the Toxic that. Avenger is. Yeah, um, no, that that was a you're laughing at her being blind. Exactly. Where this is like you're laughing at the cr- craziness of the whole number, the yeah. craziness of it. Right, right. You know, it's like their blindness is not the butt of the joke. It's no, the yeah. the like bedazzled way they're. Right. They do I think feels like yeah. I think the save here is the line straight from my imagination. So at least it's not like oh, it's 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 in, it's in my yeah. mind. You think for you real. that these yeah. blind mice can dance in this way? Um, I, like, I like the idea of blind mice can. being able to dance. Like, yeah. but again, this this is another excellent donkey song. Of, plenty of time. Yeah, it is a great donkey song. He really got all the best parts. God, every, time, every time we say donkey song, my mind goes to donkey show, and that's really horrible. Hey, we all have it, to it. somehow during quarantine. You know, and I'm proud of you, Heidi. Thank you did you. a great job. Thank you. And then we get to see um, a nice, sincere moment between Shrek and Fiona, and they're having their version of s'mores, and it kind of made me want to have s'mores. I haven't had it s'mores. It actually made me kind of want to have s'mores with squirrel music and mulch. Um, and then we get to see Donkey trying to encourage Shrek to like, you know, make a move and talk to her. I wish I had a donkey to encourage me, but I, I did have encouragement once to leave flowers outside of someone's um, doorstep on Valentine's Day. I remember that. Yeah, I do. Oh, that was a massive fail. No, sometimes we have to take uh, chances and fail. One time uh, I had broken up with my girlfriend my sophomore year of high school <laughs> and the only girlfriend I actually I only had two. Uh, so this is my second and last girlfriend that I ever had. And um, I was really sad that we'd broken up and I wanted to get back together with her. So I bought her a dozen roses and I wrote out a dozen reasons why I loved her and laminated them and attached them to each rose and then delivered to them her them in different ways. But I think I should have just realized that <coughs> it was, she didn't want the roses. She was like, thanks, Kyler. But like, we broke up. Like, I'm, I'm kind of already moving on. Like, maybe you shouldn't have wasted this time and money. <laughs> she didn't say any of those things. We still talk to this day. I love her desperately um, in a more platonic way. But I was like, it was, I really took the, took the chance because I wanted to show, I wanted to show my love and my emotion and my gesture yeah. and how much I cared. And I think sometimes you need to do that just for yourself to show that you're capable of showing another person that. And it's not our fault if it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes you pick the wrong people. And it is very true there. Um, Speaking of things that don't work out, um, uh, the uh, uh, Fiona Ogre costume in this moment. Um, This is when we see the prosthetics and the green light and the scrim. Yeah, what is going to donkey? Why is it that? I don't know. You changed halfway? I think so. I don't think they, I think the change was so quick. They need to do something. Um, 
it's like a quick mask that isn't adhered to her face right. so that you don't want to like clock on on any certain right right so you have you have the scrim in front of her a blasting green light on her to make sure right. it's all there Lindsay yeah. was saying they probably didn't have time to do all of that makeup, all the green makeup. exactly yeah. um so it was it this was one of those things where if you're sitting in the back of the orchestra oh it looks fine if you're watching it in front of your computer with a close-up of it not so good not the best um I, mean, I didn't clock anything terrible about it but what i could t the angles were so tight and odd odd in some mm -hmm. of the shots that i just was confused as to what they were trying to hide from me you know exactly. i'm like okay i it's broadway usually we could see a set even if you, i know you're using a small part of the stage right now why are we this close at yeah. this weird angle? Right, right. I'm also I'm fine with it being theater and me and and seeing like a flaw or two. Yeah, I love seeing flaws. I'd rather yeah. it be that than like a weird zoom situation. Yeah, like like what we currently have is a weird zoom situation. <laughs> so we lead into a song called "When World Words Fail" for Shrek. Very touching ballad. Um, I feel like it's another one of those could have been a couple lines, but you have a star in Brian Darcy James, so let's give him another yeah. song. Mm -hmm. Which is has come out yet, but it immediately makes me think Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But Shrek it's overhears the wrong part of the conversation between Donkey and Fiona, and it breaks his heart, but at least he got closure. Yes, at least he got some closure, some honesty. But that's not true. He misheard the wrong part of the conversation. Exactly. Closure. Exactly. If you if you hear somebody say, "I'm going to Istanbul," but really they were just talking about how they wanted to go to Istanbul someday. It's not the same thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Leaving exactly. tomorrow, or they want to leave someday and go with you. It's a different situation. I. This is the moment where I'm like, Act Two in musical theater is very very hard to write. The, the pace is just so slow right now we're, we're we got so much more material to go and we we are killing the pace so i like a, a act two that races ticks exactly like dance oh my gosh and, oh my gosh and we have all these sad moments it's sad moments and we need something fun so we get a plastic horse oh okay yep next morning plastic horse far quad and plastic horse very very funny um and then we have um her making her short joke when she sees how short he is um and yeah, one thing feel of the short jokes beforehand exactly the, the and one thing that probably would not resonate well now if it was performed today is the word it is not the right pronoun for ogres nope he definitely says it so yeah but why i think that maybe that would be something if written today they would address they would absolutely say, hey, yeah, it, yeah. our it pronouns are not it or something yeah like the that. moment would be different now than it was then yeah now, what I thought you were going to say does not age well is what's coming up next. Which is what I wrote. The song Build a Wall came before Trump. But yeah, bad phrasing. Not good. Not great. Um, it's not even that great of a song. No, no it's not. It's, it's another fucking... It's another song for Brian Darcy James to have. And it is technically the 11 o'clock number. Yeah. Which, not good. The only response I have to it was like, this could have been an email. Right. Yeah, I don't love Build a Wall. Um, I've seen a lot of baritones sing it in auditions because it's such a powerful ba yeah. ballad. Fine, use yeah. an audition, take it out of the show. It doesn't work. And that's why I think it's it was cut, replaced multiple times in previews because it's one of those songs that just, 
it's not adding anything. It's just a song that is doing something for the character. I mean, can you imagine when auditions kick back up again now, though, if somebody came in with their blonde hair combed back and face paint and sang Build a Wall with different choices? Like, sure. I mean, come on. I have seen a drag member, uh, like a drag king, doing a Trump Build a Wall number with that song. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, that's awesome. I love that. I want to see that. Forward me that. Yeah, yes, please. Um, so then the fairytale creatures all come back and they're all kind of mad because they're being pushed out. And there was a line. Um, so Peter Pan, the character in this version, says they won't grow up, to which... You're 34 and you need to shave. <laughs> yeah, that's what Pinocchio says. And I took that personally, being 34 <laughs> myself. So that was a thing that happened. Um <laughs> I was one of my favorite lines of the show, actually. It was yeah. very funny. Again, the fairytale creatures are, are a big heart and soul of this show, and yeah, I want I more agree. from them, but you can't yeah. with all the material. Exactly, because they have um, those people are changing costumes. Exactly, so many times. Members. Mm-hmm. And just the makeup that they have to do for all these parts. Crazy. That, Crazy. that, that hair and makeup team alone deserves yeah. a lot more credit than they're given. Um. Speaking of fairytale creatures, mythical creatures, things from our uh, childhood, we learned that Jiminy Cricket got smushed by a windshield. I love that. That, I, that resonates. Yeah. Sometimes, see, sometimes you don't need a donkey or a cricket to tell you what to do because then your conscience could die and that would be even worse. Yeah, right. yeah. And now we're going to get to, in my opinion, the best song in the entire show, which is Freak Flag. Yeah, okay, it's good. Yeah. It is... The, it is the gay anthem. Yes. That's, I, that. that song is the gay anthem. And it's very, re- it, it resonated then when I was still just kind of coming out and, and finding out who I was. And it still hits. It's still a good song. If you play this at a Pride show, the audience would be here for it. They'd, they'd understand it. They'd get it. Yeah, it has a lot of happiness and joy. Yeah. It, it, it gave um, life to that, to the second half that had been, kind of internal yeah a lot, of, a lot of sad conflict there and we we get a lot of uh revelations moments from the characters of who they are um the elf is a scientologist so that is Arya derchi yes exactly Naturally, of Just, course there is no other option um this is when the 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 big bad wolf officially comes out as transgender wolf I brush dresser whatever it is um, but they, yeah. but the line they sing back to her is "Miss Thing, you work it out." Exactly. Um, very cute, very cute. But um, again, why this is the queer anthem is the song ends with Pinocchio saying, "I'm wood, I'm good, get used to it." AKA, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. So exactly. it was a really, really powerful moment, and I appreciate the song, and that's why I love the song so much from the show. And I wish that's this was the official stuff. eleven yeah. o'clock number. I wish this yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Can't give the eleven o'clock number to an ensemble when you have a star name okay. Shrek Oliver, idiot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, we then have a moment, a tense moment between Shrek and Donkey. Another line that resonates with me: "You are mean to me. You insult me. You don't appreciate anything I do." Dot dot dot. That's what friends That's do: forgive each other. So just putting that out to the universe. Take a shot. Take a, take a shot. 
And then Donkey spills the beans about Fiona's identity. And oh my God, we have to go rescue her and go to the castle for the big wedding. And, and again, a lot more rushed in Shrek the musical at the very oh, fully than it is in Shrek because they're in the musical, you don't have fighting sequences. There's no nope. battle really. Well, it's nope. frustrating as hell because the, the act two of the musical just drags on for, yes. you know. Like and then it's over. And then, yeah. Like the best parts are cut and they, they just stretch yeah. out. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I mean, again, you that. have build a wall and then um, uh, when words, words fail, basically back to back, that's two Shrek songs. You don't need them both. Pick or choose, pick one. Mm-hmm. In this scene, one of those things, watching it on, on screen, you, get, you can definitely see the split in that stained glass. You knew something was going to happen there because uh, it's not flesh. But the priest, I thought, was, is hilarious because it's the spoof from Princess Bride. Yes, yep. that reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we get uh, Farquaad saying the line, what do you know about true love? And I will just use this as a, I'll probably have this out beforehand, but I will use it as a plug for the Dolly Hoedown to see maybe yes. my version of what true love what true love is. Maybe we'll Dolly. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I love that the child plays grumpy. Yes. Yep. The kid oh, plays grumpy. Comes back to be grumpy. Just one child actor <laughs> sitting there for three hours out of the day. Getting, getting more money than more... we get on a, on a in a year. Mm-hmm. And in a week. more prosthetics than I have in a career in one single day. Yeah. Um, very, very funny. Very, very funny. Um, and then we it's obviously an adult actor voicing it. Yes, but the line, the um, exactly. Living in the base, uh, being 28, living in the basement is not a bad thing during quarantine. So if you watch Trek the Musical and, and, and Grumpy's line insults you, it's okay. You're allowed to live in your parents' basement at age 28. Um, before we move on from the wedding scene, we need to talk about Fiona's dress. That is one yeah. of the biggest wedding dresses I've seen in my entire life. And they won for costume design. What, what don't you love about it? What what is there to is like? It, about? Is it the feathers? Okay, it's any one of these elements you could get away with on a wedding dress. All right, if you've got the puffed sleeves combined with long sleeves, I really think I, that's what it looked like in the movie, though. And, and it, it did. Puff, you've got puff sleeves and long sleeves. You've got beading on top, feathers on bottom. It's shiny. It's it, flashy. It's Broadway. You have to have. Do you want to know why? Because why? they are trying to distract you from the boobage up top that is then going to be revealed to the green boobage that she needs to have when she becomes an ogre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so she has huge, she has on her, her breast. That's how that's, she needs the quick change. Yeah. Mm, okay. yeah. So they're just trying to distract you with prettiness and feathers and flowing things. look at her breasts, actually. I'm going to go back and look at it now. Go, go back because they're like, out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, her prosthetic was halfway up her yeah. neck. You know? Yeah, I was gonna say you two might not have looked, but you know, I certainly clocked that moment. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, um, I. I yeah. But there are ways to do that. If you wedding dresses, trust me, there is no greater variety of styles of dress than there are in wedding fashion. And you give me that to distract from her chest. First, it didn't distract from her chest. <laughs> it made and you look then, more. I mean, it, again, you two were distracted, but you two weren't staring at her chest to begin with, so didn't matter. Um, it it didn't do its job, and it looked horrible. Yeah, 
I feel strong. Okay, so fine. They're allowed to have one bad costume in the entire musical. Yeah, they yes. they did a lot of engineering and stuff. They were like, and just fucking make a wedding dress fit on. Yeah. I do want to point out the half-hearted applause from the audience when uh, the dragon breaks through the, the stained glass window. Yeah, that's when you know the dragon's not working out in this musical. It's it. They didn't care to see it again, but they're like, no, we don't want to see that puppet again. Right. Yeah. What is she going to say? Something else? Pot pie? Ogre pot pie this time? Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, then we have that beautiful moment. But you are beautiful. Ogres are beautiful. Metaphor for we're all beautiful. I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. You get a car. What they say. Um, and then we have the, the finale, official finale song that was written for the show. This is our story. It's not good. Nope. They literally had to pull Freak Flag and put it into there to make it fun and upbeat in a good finale. I don't know what was wrong with this writing team that they could not get the, the ends. It's weird. I mean, maybe that explains why the show only ran that year and, yeah. and it got drowned out by a lot of amazing things. I will say with the Shrek problem of introspective songs, we mm -hmm. have a lot of stuff that's come out in the future that worries about introspection. Like you talk mm -hmm. about Dear Evan Hansen, or you talk about Fun Home, mm -hmm. or <clears throat> Come From Away, which is a musical that I never got to see while it was on Broadway, but it's being filmed. You're gonna see a lot of these um, internal stories get displayed through song and it just, uh, in a much better way. Like, so maybe yeah. Shrek was well, too much it, 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 it's, hands in, in, in the recipes. It's really interesting because, um, Two out of the three musical, the, the other two musicals of, that were nominated for Tony Awards for Best Musical that year are definitely that kind of style told in two different ways. You have Billy Elliot, which is another Shrek kind of character of like, defeat the odds of who these people are. I'm going to be who I am. And then you have the show that should have won Best Musical that year next to Normal. Yeah, I love which, that so much. It's one of my favorite musicals of all time. I love crying. Oh, it, it, I, I saw it twice. It was, it was just one of those things. But again, it's a, it's a musical where it's so introspective told through their eyes, but it all resonates with you. Um, have I um, sang and rechanged the lyrics of I'm Alive recently to I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in so much pain? Oh. Yes, I have. Oh. I've definitely done that. Um, but the show ends in a great way when they added in I'm a Believer as the curtain call song because that was obviously such a beautiful moment from the movie. Everyone loves it. I will say I'm glad the one song that did not make the musical All-Star because then it would have just oh, felt wrong. Oh, the Smash Mouth thing. Also. Exactly. I'm a Believer they put into the movie at, with the characters so it fits this. All-Star was just the song that opened the movie. So yeah. I'm glad that one did not make it. I'd agree with you. But that's Shrek the Musical. We just yeah. went and talked through it. How do, so did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? I did have fun. Did. I did have fun. I, I would have, it would have been a show that I should have student rushed. I was mm -hmm. just getting, I was also was just getting out of theater school and trying to go into the world around that time um, or would have been in school while it was on. And I uh, I chose to watch Next Door like four or five times. I saw Maren Maisie when she came <laughs> and did it with her husband. Uh, and that was beautiful to watch an actual couple do that on stage and I'm oh. yeah, your relationship survived. I think I chose to see other things and I'm no. glad that they filmed it and put it on because it is something that I wish that I ha had seen and now have gotten to. So and it's it's one of those things where it's on Netflix, kids can see it. Yes. It and it's a good introduction cool. for theater for kids. Yeah. And if a kid if a kid gravitates towards that, like that 
that means they like this kind of style. This is what musicals are. You're right, Michael. That's a really good point. Well, we like to do a little drag casting of the movies we watch. So we are going to drag cast Shrek the musical. Okay. These people don't necessarily need to sing. Right. They can lip sync to whatever, whatever, fine. So let us start with Shrek. Who, what drag artist will be playing the role of Shrek? Is it me? Is it my choice? Oh, you have to start with okay. all of it first. I think, I think it should be Tina Burner. Okay, Tina okay, Burner. Tina Burner of, of Drag Race fame. Of Drag Race fame. A New York City uh, nightlife staple, Tina Burner. She is uh, always says she's a linebacker, and uh-huh. uh, I think an ogre would be a perfect part for her. Okay, okay, Tina Burner, that's a good option. I like that. Um, I, I wanted to dive into the drag king situation because okay. I have listened mm-hmm. to many of your Make Mike Watch and the last Mike Makes You Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I noticed that drag kings are underrepresented and we're constantly putting drag queens in, in male roles. So um, leaning into the drag king, I think it needs to be Murray Hill. Oh, okay. yeah, I could see that. Murray Hill. But a, a backup uh, could be a solid Gary Carmichael. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Definitely see Gary Carmichael tearing the shit out of some Shrek numbers. Yep. Um, now I was I'm going to say this for vocally, someone who could sing the part would be Lauren Order. Oh yes, but I have her for Fiona. Same. I also have her Fiona. Okay. Well, let's talk about Fiona. So we have Lauren Order as an option for Fiona. Okay. Yeah, I Lindsay had mentioned it, and at first I was like, oh, I don't know, because like I like. I don't know, like maybe she should be Shrek is what I was thinking in my mind. But I'm like, no, she is. And people always say, because Lauren loves to uh, be that fat lady sings is literally the name of her show. She's an amazing voice and plus size role model. And people say, oh no, but you're beautiful. And she said, I did not say I was ugly. I said I was fat. I know I'm beautiful, bitch, okay? She has this confidence that I think that Fiona needs to tap into. So as an acting exercise, something for Lauren would be to play this more diminished, scared, less confident character. I think it'd be really fun to watch her do it. So so she she we have for her as adult Fiona. What about the other two Fionas? I have strong feelings on this, okay, so I'm gonna let yeah. you go first, Heidi. Well, I liked your choices. You go first. Well, I don't have another choice. <laughs> I just I, I piggybacked off of yours. All right. Um. So for uh youngest Fiona, um, it has to be Tiffany and Coke. There's okay. no other option. That's the one. All right. Uh, and then for teen Fiona, I'm thinking it's Coco Taylor. Oh, okay. okay. See, I thought you had to Nicole Anoscopy for teen. Oh, uh, I did. I'm sorry. Fun. You're right. So I was like, yeah. I have Coco down for something else. Um, it's... Coco could be anything in this musical also. <laughs> she, well, she could. Coco she has could. the Misty Mountains problem in that she's so good at everything. She could be she anything. She could just be it all. Um, yeah. No, sorry. You're right. I have a different note next Nicole to Nicole is a famous redhead. Nicole Anoscopy uh, has to be middle Fiona. Yeah, yes, she that, loves that. That checks out. And I feel like giving it that like more teen angst when she could do that. Now, if we wanted to take it in a slightly different direction, if we wanted to give middle Fiona more of an awkward teenage, you know, puberty phase, and I feel like this is just the ultimate read on this person, so I'm sorry. Um, But I I think Angela Mansbury could do her such great comedic justice there. Okay, yeah, 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 I can see that, yeah. Great comedic chops. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's discuss Donkey. I have... A very strong opinion on this one. Okay. Kijakar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kijakar. There we go. I thought yeah. that too. I thought My backup Kijikar- would have been Kareem McJagger. Kareem mm-hmm. McJagger has amazing comedic skills and timing. Yep. Very smart. 
I went to theater school just a semester behind Jada Balenciaga. Mm-hmm, and I, absolutely. In Scream Queens, her Zayday Williams was so on point. Mm-hmm. I know that she can is both capable of being super confident and super hilarious. So the Diva yeah. moment and all the comedy would both be there. All throughout, there were several moments where, and like I came into this knowing who I wanted to cast as Donkey, right? Mm-hmm. I came into this with a name in mind and it wasn't Jada. And every time I saw Donkey on screen, give like the most perfect dramatic face with a comedic delivery. I'm like, well, fuck, that's Jada. And that's what's so good about this performance by Daniel Breaker. He's not being Eddie Murphy. He is putting his stamp on this. Yes, I agree. Um, But I I do have to put a plug in for someone who like, Mm -hmm, my mm -hmm. Instagram is about to become a full on Riley Poppy Seed fan account. Um, And I, before doing this, like I said, I noticed that uh, not just in your podcast, but in New York City nightlife in general, Drag kings are incredibly underrepresented. And especially in Manhattan, um, black drag kings are like, forget it. Like it's, it's impossible uh, just to find any bookings available mm-hmm. to um, specifically people of color, specifically uh, like, I was gonna say AFAB, but generally that's not so much the case anymore. Thank you, Violet Tendency for breaking down that wall as much as you did. Um, so I, I reached out to Vi and I said, like, I am, I am woefully uneducated in this because I do spend so much time in the Manhattan drag scene. Can you talk me through some of the massively talented comedic drag kings that I'm overlooking? And Vi directed me to Riley Poppyseed. Holy shit. Some highlights from their Instagram. Oh, goody. The Chunky Mix. Uh, a dramatic reciting of WAP, but in the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. Naturally. Uh-huh. Um, various musical theater performances, including Willpower from Something Rotten, the Girl Scout mix from Beetlejuice, another song from Beetlejuice. And then I think this was my personal favorite and what sold me on uh, Riley Poppy Seed has to be Donkey. Um, he portrayed a reindeer in a very intense uh, recreation of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer in a holiday show. Oh, that's amazing. So it awesome. Yeah. Poor oh Riley Poppyseed today, randomly in the middle of the workday, just went through, like, got a got random a follow, and then, like, everything on their Instagram going back to 2017. Congratulations, so, sir. Shout out to Riley. <laughs> I had all right, also we thought, yeah. I know, I know we have to look them up, Michael. I had also thought for Fiona, I originally maybe Paige Turner, because what mm-hmm. would be more hilarious than Tina Burner, Jada Valenciaga, and Paige Turner having to share the stage to do a drag Shrek? Yeah, that would be Whoa. a show. That oh. would be a show. Um, now, the acting skills it would take for them to fall in love. Shade the scene. Oh. Anyway, now, so, now, now I, I originally had, in my first casting, um, Tina in a different part, um, because I was my my Shrek naturally, I had to go with Lawrence Cheney because uh, Lawrence Cheney says they are the Shrek of yeah, drag. Lawrence Cheney as Shrek is great, but I had Tina is, as a potential option as Farquaad just because that would be funny. But yeah. I also have two other people who would be equally as funny. One who would be brilliant is Carrie Kerning. Yes. Yep. Oh my gosh. Carrie but Kerning. the other that would just be funny just because they are five hundred feet tall is Chandelier. Oh my I God. had that same thought. Shandy is Farquaad. I thought hilarious. you imagine. Yes, especially, especially if Lauren is Fiona. That would be hysterical to me. 
Um, but I once again had to go the drag king route. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this is another one who like, if you don't know his work, become obsessed with him in the way I have. Uh, Dr. Wang Newton. Oh, yep. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wang Newton is. Mm-hmm. Wang Newton. It just, mm-hmm. like, mwah, perfection. Chef's kiss. Do we have any ideas for Pinocchio? Who would you want to see as Pinocchio? Well, you all know what I'm going to say. Who are you going to say? Heidi, you know who I'm going to say? No. He also needs to be cast in absolutely everything. Sweaty Eddie. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I see that there. I can see it. Yeah. I, I could also see Heidi Ho playing uh, Pinocchio. I was going to say, I like the Pinocchio role. I also would mm-hmm. go for Farquaad. Yeah, I was going to say, we talked about <laughs> you can, Farquaad. I, I mean, I did, I, in the post, I did for choose Farquaad. For Farquaad, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or Pinocchio, or um, just a director. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe with Pinocchio, I, could, couldn't you see Juicy Lou too? Oh, fully, yeah. absolutely. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think that anything that Juicy wants to do, she will make perfectly funny, so. Oh yeah, fully. I had her down for an option as the mirror as well. Oh, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know double yeah. as the mirror. So. Now, Dragon, we're gonna call singular person because I just feel okay. like that's how it should have been. So not oh. Stephanie's child, right. Good. It could, it, it, now Stephanie's child, they could probably sing Donkey Pop Pie and it would probably be a hit I want, single. I want to hear whatever the other song was too that they replaced it with for the tour because I want to know like what- it, I believe it's also in the British version. There may be, it may be around there too. So yeah, I um, know what else could be done, you know, vocally. But, that, but. Who, who would you like to see as the dragon? Singular as the dragon. Well then, then that's funny that we've been throwing Tina Burner's name around so much because of, she's been pushing this fire motif. Like she sure has. Uh, no, uh, I have a thought on this, but I want to know who you guys are thinking first. Oh no, I want you to go first. No, I, I claim that I am not, so I already yeah, yeah. You first, Michael. Dragon, I was, there, there's something endearing and sexy about Dragon, and obviously like Donkey will fall in love with Dragon, and I think there's a lot of people falling in love with Lexington Banks recently. Okay, oh, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are, people are waking up. Those big eyes. Blink, blink. So I, I had a few different thoughts on this. Anyone I see cast as dragon, I want them to take dragon in a different direction because dragon right now is terrible. So um, I could see it going in a full on uh, like amazing live singing, incredible, like lean on into those vocals and give me that kind of like rock ballad moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could see that being really good for flapper. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could also see it being a really fun, if you want to go like wild tricks dance, Ritzy Bits. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ritzy Bits is definitely a dragon. dragon I would live for a Ritzy Dragon. Um, I could also see it being, if you want to give me like, not quite, you know, puppet, even though it is, you know, uh, but something along the lines of like leaning back and looking pretty. um, I say go full on mermaid with it and get Bella Noche. Okay. Okay. Now, now, Heidi, who, who you, you can hold okay, back. So okay. There's a singing possibility from the flames. I thought maybe Tammy Spanks could oh. be a great dragon, but this is somebody that I had originally thought for Farquaad, um, but I think that they would be hilarious as the dragon. And I just want to see tiny Ginger Snap with like a full dragon headdress and just like running around like, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So yeah, I'm that, that works. 
Ginger Snap with a team of puppeteers behind her, and it's like one of those longer Mushu Chinese style dragons. Yep. All right, all right. What else I could see was uh, in the in the famous role of a lifetime, uh, Heidi Ho, Scream Queens Live. I could see the entire cast of like all the all the sorority pledges. Uh huh. As like, the dragons. As the dragons. <laughs> I could see you doing that. I feel like you're the and only one to get away with All that. girls. And and. The last person cast member I would have on my list. I'm sure you have other ideas that we'll throw out there, but the last person I want to discuss is Jinji. Yes, yep. of course. And that I have is a very strong Coco Taylor. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that, that, that checks out, that works. Carrie Kerning could also mm -hmm. do some voice work and be a great Jinji. Yep. Um, I have a little question mark next to Suddenly Seymour there. Mm. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Or even Cacophony. Yeah. yeah, or what if it was Holly Box Springs and she kept doing uh -huh. reveals? Yes, oh, yes, yes. Legs off, legs on, legs stitched back together. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that works. That's funny. Do you have any other characters you want to throw out there that you had ideas for? Yes, I had one somewhere in notes. I have a lot of notes. Hmm. Um, okay, Grandma, Big Bad Wolf. Oh, yeah. Stella Doro. Stella Doro. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course, then, naturally. Naturally. Uh, the the witch that's like the really sexy witch. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Pussy Willow. And then Arya is the uh, the, the elf. You know, the elf that, that's a Scientologist. Exactly. Yep. Now, um, alternate, oh, sorry. Young Shrek. Young Shrek, I feel very strongly very about strongly this. Very strongly about this. Aviva Dickman. 100% Aviva Dickman. And they can now, come back and play the- Do, do we know where Aviva Dickman is? Has anyone had eyes on Aviva Dickman? I think she's on Drag Race, I don't know. I, I think if Aviva Dickman would like to be revealed, she will make that choice. She will be hatched out of an egg in the middle of Times Square momentarily. Yep. Honestly, I miss I miss Aviva. Yeah, this next season of Drag Race, it's Aviva Dickman, um, Rob and Amber, and uh, that girl that got sent home last year for yeah. phone reasons. Not the queen from New York, but the one right, from New York. Right, right, right. Um, or, or maybe they're all getting ready for Queen of the Universe. Right. Uh, Leighton Meester also, I think, is going to be on the season of Drag Race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, every year. I also am kind of convinced that, like, that's where Melania is. Right <laughs> Melania is <laughs> doing, she's going to be the host of this Drag Universe or whatever. Queen of the Universe. Queen oh, the God. Universe. But, you know, I'm just, I'm throwing this out there once again. I've said it a hundred times. There is not a, a dollar amount that is too high for me to pay to see Aviva Dickman and, and Busted perform together. Yeah, like any amount of money, name it. Maybe I, one day, maybe one day. It, it, what's what's yeah. Busted doing? I, you know, living her best busted life. As What if we did uh, for the Humpty Dumpty character, what if we did um, like a big inflatable thing and it was Essence? So she just has super <laughs> sexy face, but she has to wear like a giant Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that like, yeah. Remember when she did King Kong for Iconic? I think about that like once a week. I love I it so much. I sure um, do. I sure remember. I don't know who they would be in this, but Patsy and Ducky belong somewhere in Shrek. Can Patsy, Ducky, and Michael be the three blind mice? Uh-huh. Or or they could be the pigs. They could be the they dragon. Could... Oh. Oh, <laughs> they could. Ducky and Patsy are the dragon. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
I love it. Uh, it's unfortunate that this is a podcast because I wish everyone could see the faces Heidi just made. I've made a lot of interesting faces during this. Maybe, maybe, maybe there, 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 there was a really brilliant production of Six the Musical at Pieces once, before, once upon a time. Maybe a production of Shrek the Musical needs to happen sometime. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we're going to workshop musicals <laughs> to happen sometime at Pieces, I don't think Shrek is going to be at the top of the priority <laughs> list. Yeah, I think we're going to have a, a few <laughs> others that we have to circle back to. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, I like to rate the show every time, usually because I'm the one who watches it for the, fir- for the first time. I'm the one who will say right. second. But I'm going to say first, my rating of Shrek the Musical, based both on the musical itself and the production from the Netflix filming, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. I don't want to be mean to it by giving it a 6. It won a Tony. Yeah. A single Tony. Yeah, I'm, that's not that's a Tony. That's fine. You are now a Tony award-winning musical if you won yep. one or you won twelve. Just like Nicolas Cage is an Oscar award-winning actor. Yes. and it's just like the possibility that Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga could be an Oscar-nominated film. Is it going to be? Maybe for song. It's very possible. It very my my hometown it may could win song. Of the may, year. My hometown could win it all. Yeah. It's. So it's I still cry sometimes when I listen to it. If and it was Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong, I would be thrilled and honored, but it's it's not going to be Ding Dong, okay? It it should be Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong. It should be Ding Ding Dong, UK. Listen, huh? Blame Canada was nominated for an Oscar. Why can't Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong be nominated for an Oscar? Just so everyone knows, we've got my husband in the background, just like his face lit up as soon as you mentioned the Eurovision movie and all of the. He's obsessed with it, so. So good. I've so, watched it at least twice. I can't, I, I think I'm at four times. Three, three maybe. So I good. It's a good. It's little a good, long, little long, good, but it's it's good. A little long. Good background too. If you're mm-hmm. like trying to do hair or wigs or whatever, it goes to the same thing. That's all I do. <laughs> um, some session campaign planning, whatever it is that you do in your free time puzzles. puzzles. Well, where can we find you both on social media and the Venmo? Well, you can Venmo me at Heidi Ho. It's Heidi the Ho. Heidi the Ho. Hello. <laughs> uh, coincidentally, you can also Venmo me at Heidi the Ho. It's so weird. Also at Cash App. Um, you can catch me every Wednesday online on my Instagram, which is at Heidi the Ho. I'm doing a new show, Ho Couture, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Watch a drag queen get into makeup. It's something that you've seen everyone do. This time you can vote on what I wear. So that's cool. Uh, I really like this i'm having fun so you should follow along we have more installments of this that's coming yes 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 we're gonna watch so many more movies it's been fun yeah uh and don't follow me just just follow um riley poppy seed riley poppy seed there you go riley you're getting you're getting some listeners and hopefully get lots of followers but it was so much fun catching up and seeing you both and watching this silly movie together Yeah. yeah thanks michael A huge thanks to Heidi and Lindsay for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And if you have a suggestion for a movie that I should make you watch, let me know. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.